Welcome back to Shit Talk, where we talk about really good shit. My name's Annika. And my name is Rithu. Follow us on our socials, here to Shit Talk for behind the scenes clips, bloopers, and more. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Let's dive in. Welcome back. And we're back. Yay. After some, another round of technical difficulties. Woo. But it's okay. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. And uh, we're going to come back better than ever. <laughs> going to redeem ourselves. <laughs> From the last two minutes. Last two minutes yeah. I've lost. But that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. So as we were saying before, we had the long weekend this last little bit. Happy belated Labor Day. <laughs> I don't think people celebrate Labor Day. Wait, what is Labor Day? I don't, I guess like a day free from labor. <laughs> so you, you said that you had Friday and Monday off. What did you get up to? Did you get up to anything fun? I, oh, I had a friend who was visiting again because we hadn't seen her for many months because she was studying for the MCAT. So oh, wow. it was just nice to like see everyone again and mm-hmm. then just had a really relaxing week. Nice. Slash weekend because yeah. I had the Monday and Friday off and just like stayed in, watched awesome. some movies and yeah, hung out. Awesome. I know you had a really hectic weekend yeah. though, moving around. Yeah. But. So my room roommates moved out and then I have my friend from first year basically move in Mm -hmm. and it was super hectic because there was just a lot going on but it finally settled down and now I'm just kind of settling into the week um I think what we were talking about before is that September feels like a really really busy like new start for a lot of people yeah because it's like you know people are going back to school Mm -hmm. I have actually a lot of friends who well not a lot but I have a few friends who are actually going back into UBC for the post-grad oh okay so I guess it is back to school for them as well yeah it is yeah and then like tons of people are just moving as well so oh yeah yeah, you're not alone totally and then um my the CEO of my company he came in today and he was just like I guess it's back to school time for everyone (laughs) and like September's like we haven't had any difference in the change of week like it, it it's basically the same as last week nothing's it's the changed. same as the week before yeah the week it's before just, that <laughs> yeah it's pretty much exactly the same but it just feels like a new start and I think it's like the change of seasons coming soon too yeah yeah it's gonna be fall yeah fall my fall. favorite time my fall. favorite favorite time I'm so excited so what's today's topic Annika our topic our conversation today is gonna be called let's get that bread do you know why why? It's because we're going to teach you how to <laughs> write a solid resume and uh, really eat the wheat. <laughs> eat the wheat? <laughs> and Did get you that come bread. up with that? No. <laughs> stole that meme. You stole um, that meme? And I also think, I think we'll take a moment to talk about our job experiences as well. You know, some stories from interviewing and mm-hmm. um, actually getting jobs back in the past and now as well and give you kind of a perspective on what it's like to be a new grad and get into the workforce basically we're all just like really clueless adults pretty just much trying to go around and <laughs> pretty live, much okay and pay rent <laughs> <laughs> what's your fun fact for today so so I actually just googled in fun facts about jobs about five <laughs> seconds before this podcast started. But I've got three really, really short fun facts. And so the first one is 41% of job seekers search for jobs while in bed, 30% while at work, and 18% while from a restroom. I can confirm all three. <laughs> I can confirm all three. Like, I've totally done that. Yeah. I've never done it from a restroom, though. Well, I feel like it depends on if you if you it go depends to on your the, mood. 
Well, I think it also depends on whether or not you bring your phone into the restroom with you. I feel like I look at memes more or like listen to music. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's completely fair. I definitely have done it while being in bed Mm -hmm. and just like when I basically when I have no nothing else to do. Yeah. And the thought enters my brain. Right. So the second one is average time spent by recruiters looking at a resume is five to seven seconds, which is like speedy fast that's not surprising yeah that's not surprising at all so make sure that your layout is crystal clear Mm -hmm. and that it's easy to read yeah and then the other one is millennials make up 45 percent of the workforce now making them the highest represented generation interesting yeah i mean that that's also not surprising too i never really really, i never really thought of it that way because i guess because we're newer into the workforce Mm -hmm. we still feel like all the people in the workforce are not in the millennial generation yeah right we feel like they're much significantly older than us Mm -hmm. but technically people that are in their mid-30s are still in the millennial generation technically we're like on the edge of millennial Mm -hmm. and gen z yeah because we're born in 95 and then like soon after is gen z right yeah yeah basically now are you done with your facts i am done with my facts now (laughs) okay uh low unemployment is making job searching easier so low unemployment spurred talent shortages as employers add jobs the stiffer the competition but the job search doesn't take nearly as long Hmm. yeah i think we brought this up when we were discussing like facts much earlier yeah i think Um, you definitely mentioned that before that like because there are are more positions being filled like the competition's like a little bit tougher Mm -hmm. but it's finding a job is much easier overall than it used to be apparently yeah that feels like it is true but at the same time maybe maybe people our age don't necessarily feel that way because they feel underqualified for a lot of jobs that are Mm -hmm. out there I don't know about you. How do you feel about that? I don't know. I'm just trying to see if that applies to Vancouver. And I can sort of, I can, I can agree to that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of job opportunities out there in Vancouver, but Mm. it's just like, it is also extremely tough because the competition is really high as well. So, Annika, yes. I'm trying to look for a job. Okay? Yeah. So, what should I do with my resume? Oh my God, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> to make a solid resume and to stand out, to really make an impression, I've got five really simple tips to keep in mind for you. Okay. So, the first one is create a self synopsis and summarize yourself. Okay. Two is past work experiences. Three is skills slash volunteering four education references and five is remember to link your email on LinkedIn as well. So for the first one to create your self synopsis and mm-hmm. summarizing yourself, um, this is where I think you should write maybe two to three sentence summary of yourself, like a condensed version of your attributes, mm-hmm. um, your work style, if you're yeah. hardworking, determined, etc. Yeah. Um, what your industry or experience is in. Mm-hmm. And this is where you can, you know, have a little humble brag a little bit. Yeah. And um, remember, don't sell yourself short. So know your worth and sell yourself with confidence and attitude. Totally. Yeah. You know what? I actually need to do that for my resume. My my resume is actually pretty, it's very standard in Mm -hmm. the sense that like I write out my, my, experiences my education my extracurriculars all that kind of stuff yeah and a list of skills that I have that would be important to the job mm-hmm. but I actually don't have like a little summary paragraph talking about 
myself. I think that would be definitely something that would benefit me. Yeah. I haven't I done think, that. <laughs> I think I like sort of got that from LinkedIn because I just sorted I just sort of like refreshed my LinkedIn profile again. Mm-hmm. And then at the very top it creates a short summary of your skills and experiences for you. Mm-hmm. And it does that automatically. And then I think I sort of just used that and just plopped that onto my resume. Yeah. And it and like I don't know I think it's pretty beneficial because if they only have if recruiters only have five to seven seconds of like you know they have like short attention span if they're looking through different resumes I think it's just useful to have a short summary of yourself (laughs) it's like it's like when someone asks you oh like define yourself in three words like that's just so difficult for me like you can't can't really think of that but what was the next one oh um, past work experiences so on a resume remember to put your past work experiences list them from most recent to least recent employers don't find anything you did in 2001 relevant unless you cured a rare disease that's been named yeah. by one other person but yeah. um, I I personally enjoy making my resume visual and easy to read so in my resumes I usually put a timeline for client projects and film productions and also include the links to the videos or websites that I've worked on mm-hmm. on the pdf mm. okay yeah. yeah, I sorry. What was what was the? Did you have any sort of limit for like how long the latest thing you should have and the most recent thing you should have? Like, is there a? Um, I'm not too sure. I think just put everything that's relevant to, to the job that you're applying for. Yeah, for me at least, I remember someone saying that you know it needs to be like at least within the five year range to like mm-hmm. have relevant experience in that yeah, time. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think that totally makes sense because why would you put something that you did when you were in high school? Like that's no. completely unrelated. No. Or like not even unrelated. It's not recent enough that it would warrant your yeah. experience, right? Yeah. I think definitely within the f- you know most recent five years yeah. because I've I've seen some resumes mm-hmm. um Oh yeah, I bet you have with the amount of job postings that we did for for our work. Yeah, Yeah. and I have seen some of them come through and I've noticed that sometimes they have maybe three years of no work experience and then I sort of have to ask them in person, like, you know, um, did you have any sort of volunteering or what what happened within those three years of like you not having a job? Because maybe they have a completely valid reason like you know they took off they did volunteering and such Mm -hmm. but if they don't that's a bit of a red flag what's the next one oh um (laughs) the other ones are just skills and volunteering what makes you stand out further can Mm -hmm. you speak more than one language that's probably really important to put on there especially in vancouver where there's a lot of different people exactly it's like a huge international hub so if you can speak mandarin or french i think that's you know, yeah, I've seen good. plenty of job postings that are like for jobs that I think that I would be really good at. And mm-hmm. they said Mandarin speaking is an asset must have. Like That's so crazy. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know how to speak Mandarin. <laughs> but I can speak English. Yeah. <laughs> Fluently. Yeah. Um, but definitely. Yeah. Any sort of special skill is very important. Yeah. And then I also added on there, um, maybe have an expert knowledge in an app or software that could be crucial to your job as well. Yeah, I totally have a bunch of those listed as well because I have a lot of experience with different applications and software because I work, well, previously also I worked at a tech company as well. So it just makes sense. And then I got education and references. That's self-explanatory. Cool. And then number five is remember to link your email and your LinkedIn profile as well. Yeah. If you have a demo reel, link your Vimeo. If you have a graphic design portfolio, link your website. Mm -hmm. If you're an influencer, I guess link your Instagram. Yeah. I I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's always important to have a point of contact so they can reach out to you and uh, holla at your girl. Yeah. So, 
it's great that you gave like a basic outline for resume stuff, but I thought that there should be like some things that some like additional tips that people wouldn't normally think of. Okay. So I wrote some down. So this is something that I did um, was looking at resume examples of uh, people that work in the field of your interest. Mm-hmm. For example, if I was really interested in working in a, in the journalism field, yeah, right. And I wanted to have a resume that would resonate with people that would be working in that field. If I have a look at sample templates of people that have journalism related resumes, then mm-hmm. I can try and format mine in a similar way mm-hmm. way that I can actually apply for an application, have a better chance of actually yeah. getting in for the interview. Because it looks more presentable, right? It's exactly. Like, it looks similar to other types that they've seen mm-hmm. before. Honestly, I, I have to say that the resume is like getting your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. It really is because mm-hmm. interviewing you can practice and get better at. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a resume, like you said, a, a recruiter looks at a resume for five, five to, to seven, seven seconds, seconds and then they make their decision like so fast. So if your resume doesn't one look standard or mm-hmm. two stand out in the right way, mm-hmm. people will just toss it aside and you won't even get an opportunity to show them who you really are. Yeah. Right. So, Basically, the next little set that I had was distinguishing like a CV from a resume. Mm -hmm. So, you know how you said, yeah, so like, you know how you said that you would target specific job experiences for the job that you're applying for. Mm -hmm. So a CV or a curriculum vitae is something that you put together that has all of your job experiences from start to finish Mm -hmm. listed in chronological order. This is very common in like Europe and Asia that like people yeah, use it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a great way of keeping track of all the things that you've done in your entire life. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I even forget that I've worked some jobs. It's right? overwhelming. Like you yeah. can't really remember what you've done in like early 2000s. Yeah, so it's exactly. Just, yeah. Um, and then useful. on top of that, like with my mom, my mom's CV is like pages long. Yeah, because I she bet. Has, she has job experiences. She has lots of education. Like mm-hmm. and a CV is like the base level and it contains everything that you possibly can it's very straightforward she's a nurse right she is a nurse yeah, yeah but now she's a nurse practitioner so she has like more awesome. more on to that as well yeah so a resume basically is just a one sheet of paper mm-hmm. that has everything that is relevant to the job that you're applying for and it has all of the all of the things that you listed beforehand but use your cv as kind of like a reference mm-hmm. to make your resume personalized for every job that you apply for. I need to start doing that. Yeah. Cause what I do at the moment is that I usually create two versions of the same resume, mm-hmm. but sort of like tweak them differently. Mm-hmm. So I would like maybe tweak one yeah. in a way and like gear them ever so slightly in different industries or different job postings. Yeah. For instance, like if I'm applying for a job production company that's mm-hmm. looking for a producer yeah. and a game sensor company that's looking for a project manager, yeah. they can be very similar in different aspects, but you want your work experience to be relevant to either job, right? Yeah. So like maybe your past experience of being a writer for yeah. a reality TV series yeah. or being able to storyboard may be more appropriate for the job posting for the video production company, yeah. but your experience with like UI and UX and creating wireframes might be yeah. more more might for be, the game exactly game might yeah. be a better highlight for your resume for the game center yeah. instead totally yeah. and it, it just it just gives you kind of like an index to mm-hmm. pull the thing that is right for the job and put it in your resume exactly right? yeah next thing i thought this was really cool uh, i was looking at like job po- like resume tips mm-hmm. and they were so when people do that bio where they like humble brag about their yeah. stuff and same with like throughout when they list their skills and all that 
um, the way that they list it, they include keywords that would be very important for the job searcher. So, mm -hmm. for example, if you look at a job post and you see the way that they describe the person that they want hired, yeah. if you include those keywords that they've placed an emphasis on mm -hmm. throughout your resume or your cover letter in a way that's like not necessarily like every other every other line but like include it in your resume kind of shows it gives them a semblance that you actually resonate with what they're looking for yeah right yeah so I thought that was very smart like almost yeah. almost like subliminal <laughs> yeah but you yeah. don't want to like paraphrase exactly yeah. what the job posting says yeah. but even like sprinkle a little bit yeah. here and there exactly yeah and then finally I thought this was really really important the difference between using passive language and active language mm, so like okay. when you're when you're describing something that you've worked on mm -hmm. like using the right power words that allow you to seem like you've actually done what you actually intend to mm -hmm. do instead of making it seem boring and really laid back yeah right like for example you could say so for example when we did our winter mix at the mm -hmm. end of the year right you know I could have said helped coordinate winter mix mm -hmm. right which is what I did but it sounds but a little bit it passive. sounds passive it sounds a little bit but if back. I said helped do the live events coordination and like assisted with this and use those mm -hmm. words that made it seem more involved which it really was yeah. then it goes to show them exactly the kind of thing that I'm capable of doing as opposed to just kind of laying back and having something happen to me yeah and I think another layer on top of that is like also adding stats to that so like another thing about winter mix is that you could say that 75 unique and talented artists yeah. came to arizona yeah. and so those stats would like really resonate with those people exactly. as well because that's that's a lot of fucking people that's a lot of people so, yeah and it's yeah. not even 75 dancers or artists mm -hmm. it is 75 dancers and artists and their parents <laughs> and then the whole production team as well yeah and like it's just it's a whole production exactly. but i think it just having the numbers in there as well yeah. would would be really beneficial. Job interviews. I've got like really, really broad scopes for this. I don't have like really fine pinpoint items okay. for this. Well, I'd love to hear it. I want to see what you have to say and see if any of my notes also compare. Ooh, maybe they'll overlap. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so I've got like three main takeaways for it. Okay. So the first one is be kind to people. The connections that you make throughout your life are so meaningful. Like for instance, you and I, if we never became friends in our creative <laughs> writing. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. It's, so it's true. true. Yeah. Um, if we never became friends in our creative writing class or also known as like, AKA if you never came over to my place and napped in my fucking bed. Excuse you. <laughs> you invited me to come over and nap. And you napped in the other couch. Because I was lonely and bored <laughs> and I needed a friend and liked your company. Yeah. Um, but if we never became friends for our screenwriting class, mm -hmm. then you would have never presented the social media internship position to me. Yeah. And I would have received the job and, it, you know, worked with my manager and went yeah. on to meeting incredible people through the company. Yeah. And I wouldn't have been able to have the opportunity to produce short you know short films where I rediscovered my passion for production so yeah. and my mom always said like always be kind to people because those people might give back in return exactly and really nourish your connections with your friends and colleagues you never really know where that might lead you yeah collaboration over competition yeah breach I can say the same because like obviously I did that for you 
But then at my other company that I worked at previously, um, I did the same thing for my friend Ryan, right? Yeah. So I, I, I basically said, hey, I think Ryan would be a good fit for the company and they hired him on and he ended up working there like longer yeah. than I did, right? You're the and mother so- of Teresa jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you really are. You really are. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that I think that networking is a really huge component mm-hmm. of job searching because mm-hmm. You know, if you don't, it's kind of like dating. Like <laughs> it's like speed dating. It's like speed dating. Yeah, because you know you have to build these connections fast, and mm-hmm. then, um, and most of the time, even when we went to networking events and like got to know people, you know, we would exchange cards, and then we would go and meet for coffee, like on a different day, and really build that relationship mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, and it's really getting down to having that like rapport and that relationship with yeah. these people to actually get your foot in the door. Yeah, like for example. Our our friend Emmett, right? Mm-hmm. He works at Hootsuite. Uh, yeah, he works at Hootsuite, and you know, he was just like, "Hey, if you guys are ever looking for work with us, like, let, let me, me know. know exactly, yeah, and, and I'll put like, in a good yeah, word for put you, in a good word, and yeah. all that." And so it's it's just one of those things. It's mm-hmm. about who you know, right? I never really thought I'd say this ever, but I think sorority recruitment really helped us with speed dating Sis for networking men i was genuinely think stressful like two days three days three four days at least a week <laughs> entire week yeah. of my entire like life prep, prep beforehand and actual recruitment time yeah 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 and then just like going through that room with like screaming girls and then yeah. just speed dating with them yeah i think that was pretty beneficial to networking to totally. so our like networking events yeah. that we've been to. So and like sp- and speed dating and not creeping them out. Like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not having to pay for dinner afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> what was the next one that you had? Oh, um the other ones I just had were take risks, push yourself out of your comfort zone. So like three years ago I wasn't the same person I am today. Yeah. I wasn't as confident or as assertive as I am now. Mm-hmm. And in between the person I was three years ago and today were tons of meetings, presentations, pitches, interviews, and yeah. that really, really pushed me to be more confident, more assertive, and more mm-hmm. articulate. Our manager, yeah. Jay, he always says, take the meeting. So it's so, so important to meet them in person or over a video conference. Mm-hmm. Just make an impression and you've got nothing to lose. Yeah. So I've changed a lot personally in the, mm-hmm. in the last, like, two to three years of my life and I can definitely like say the same for my professional career as well you know even our like our manager he used to he used to say he's like you know Rithu like you've changed so much since I first (laughs) met you how many times have you heard him say that like a lot so so many times he's just like you know you've changed so much I remember you like waltzing in with like a bunch of bags into like cuckoos cuckoos Um, yeah oh and then he's just like, and you were wearing this like stupid monkey hat. Like you were, I was. You had a monkey hat. <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those toque things because it was really cold outside, oh, and I was like wearing boots, cute. and it just looked like a college student. I straight up looked like a college student. But Vogue with that monkey <laughs> but, hat. But Vogue with a monkey hat. <laughs> you know, he always says like, you know, he sees me now, and you've changed so much since mm-hmm. when I first met you, and that was only like three years ago yeah. right and things can change at the blink of an eye yeah so many things can change within three years though yeah. i feel like three years can be a long time it can i think my last and final point is just keep learning always find ways to improve and develop yourself mm-hmm. you should always 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 be hungry to learn and take on more because not learning and developing your skills will stifle your growth that's so so freaking true I actually, I don't know if you get this way. I feel the least motivated when I don't feel challenged. 
mm-hmm. where I don't feel like I, I have agree. the ability to really develop. I'm constantly looking to improve. And I think yeah. you can say the same for yourself. That's I feel motivated the most when I'm not pressured to research and, you know, study and such. Cause like now that we're out of university, mm-hmm. I actually have more of a hunger to learn more on the mm-hmm. side, like, you know, taking up courses and secondary education and such and just researching production items and yeah. all that. But I feel more inclined to do that once I'm not pressured from, mm-hmm. you know, a from lecturer actual, or like professor. A, like a structure. A exactly. Structure to actually, yeah. I had the majorest senioritis. Like I when when <laughs> when at fourth year, I remember I could not get out of there fast enough. I like know. I, I was so done with school and I was like, holy shit, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And it wasn't because I hated school. It was just because I was done learning in that way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've learned so much just working in the workplace. And that as I'm working, I learn what I need to know. Mm-hmm. And then I get curious and want to learn those things. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of like specific, specific to like job interviews, I thought that there were like a couple of things for like directly in the interview that mm-hmm. I I do, or at least I learned over over the years that really, really helped preparing for the questions and anticipating their concerns and reservations. I think it's really important to look at your resume, Mm -hmm. look at your cover letter. And when you look at the job, kind of compare the two and see where you could be lacking. I think that's very important and really be honest with yourself and Mm -hmm. decide what your weaknesses are and what your strengths are and whether or not your strengths can make up for your weaknesses and you can develop when you're in the workplace. That's really great. Because when you're going into that interview, I think the interview is like where you can knock it out of the park. I think so too. I think that if you go into the interview and you are sure of yourself and you know what their reservations are and you can Mm -hmm. ease them, you will be able to like really Mm -hmm. make a good impression. Yeah, so this is an example. Uh, Some studies show that interviewers make up their mind within the first five minutes of meeting you. Oh, wow. Most interviews, I would say, go anywhere between 20 to 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. The job that I currently have right now, it was like a really long interview process. It was like a couple of hours. Did you have Um, to have like a second interview with like another person after that? So my first interview was a phone interview that I had. Um, And then I was on the phone for like an hour or something. And then after that, I had a in-person interview for which I had basically homework I had to do like a a presentation for them Mm -hmm. um and I had to prep it beforehand and then present it and then I got interviewed by three people separately and each person had like a different sort of focus so you know one person was talking about my role exactly the other person was talking about company culture which we'll touch on a little bit later Mm -hmm. um and then the third person was just kind of checking back in and seeing how I was feeling with everything that was being directed towards me yeah um so it was a very long process but I ended ended up getting the job like right after the interview it was it's the interview part is where you can really sell yourself yeah like super yeah super well because they're also just trying to get to know you as well exactly. so just like be personable be yourself yeah. really put yourself out there and yeah. uh, and have yeah. the positive energy that's what's really yeah. important is being positive you don't have to be excited or excitable because i think a lot of people feel feel pressured to like perform mm-hmm. some in some way during an interview but it's really about being positive and putting mm-hmm. your best foot forward. And yeah. I think that if you have that mindset, they'll get a sense of that when they yeah. interview you. I think three years ago, um, when I 
went into interviews, I feel like I was very, not excited, but just very excitable. Mm. And so I noticed that my voice would be a few octaves higher than <laughs> it is right now and be like, yeah. hi, my name's Annika. How's it going? <laughs> but, you know, I think after going through a lot of interviews and meeting people, mm-hmm. you just have to really calm yourself down. And, you know, my anxiety like really hits me like yeah. a truck before yeah. the interview, yeah. like, you know, immediately before it. Totally. And, I would just have to like do some breathing exercises. Yeah. My palms get really sweaty. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I have to like, this is really, really bad, but yeah. I have to rub down my right hand on my thigh. I have to make sure my right hand is free, like not holding my phone, which yeah. where it would make it clammy. Yeah. You know, just in case I have to shake hands. So I have to like pre notes, like before an interview. Like, like Annika, wipe your hand <laughs> on your pants. Wipe your hand. Note to self, make sure right hand's not clammy. <laughs> No, I totally get that. Yeah, I felt so like nervous going yeah. into an interview for sure. It's yeah, normal to it's be totally, nervous, but totally normal. Just be yourself. Annika, why don't you tell us a little bit about a couple of interview stories that you've had or like experiences with interviews because you and I've had very vastly different we've had very different yeah ones, like job um, interactions and, interviews. and also like industries as well because I think our industry is a little bit different yeah. and like recently I I was invited for an interview for a production mm-hmm. which is very very exciting and yeah. so I was initially thinking that I was going to be a production assistant for this role. Yeah. And so I went in and I spoke to this young lady and she was really sweet. She was around mm-hmm. my age. Yeah. She was a halfie as well. And yeah. we, were, you know, <laughs> we both bonded. Went to, yeah. No, we both went to UBC and oh, we were okay. both like, you know, talking about different TV shows and such. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned that she was the PA there. And I was like thinking to myself like, oh, okay, this is a little bit bizarre. Yeah. Why did I, why am I here for this interview? Yeah. if I'm applying for that position that she received. Yeah. So I wasn't too sure what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then I have a mutual friend who yeah. was one of the producers there. Yeah. And so he greeted me. We hugged. You know, we caught yeah. up for a bit. And then he yeah. brought me to the other room. Yeah. And totally not interrogative at all. But yeah. there was three producers in the room. Yeah. Plus the young girl who was yeah. the PA. And so they were telling me about this position and about the director's attributes and mm-hmm. his his personality and what he's like when he's mm-hmm. under stress and, and mm-hmm. all these sorts of things. And I was sitting there and it was kind of refreshing to me just because I didn't really have to you know, humble brag myself, Mm -hmm. my friend who was the producer, he was kind enough to sort of explain what my previous experiences were and, you know, the companies that I, I worked with, Mm -hmm. uh, that I currently work with. Yeah. And so, uh, one of the producers sitting next to me goes, you're not, you don't really know what job you're applying for, do you? And I'm like, I actually have no idea. Yeah, I just showed up. (laughs) (laughs) I just showed up. I'm here. And then my friend goes, oh, like, you know, we think it'd be a really, really great fit and a perfect candidate to be the assistant to the director. Oh, wow. And so yeah. the director was Kenny Ortega. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's directed High School Musical and some other Disney Channel items. And I think he also choreographed Dirty Dancing and Ferris. What? He did? Ferris Bueller's Day Off oh, as well. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. 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 So he choreographed those. Oh, cool. Which is pretty insane. That's crazy. Um, I actually did not know that. And so, you know, they were, they were really, really selling me this position. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is so exciting yeah and so they asked me if if you're available at the states we would like for you to meet him yeah and so that was the first set of interviews and yeah. i think just making a good impression and just listening to 
to them speak mm-hmm. as well as like presenting yourself is very important. Just yeah. having a good balance of listening to what the position entails and also yeah. just sort of providing your experiences of the past as well is very important. And so when when I met Kenny, or actually a little bit before I met before I met him, I was I was so anxious. Yeah. I was like, because he's a he's a pretty big person, yeah, of and I think it was honestly such an accomplishment in itself to just meet him one in one um just because he's done and accomplished so yeah. much but yeah I, you know he was so warm and welcoming mm-hmm. like everybody said but i didn't get the position yeah. unfortunately but i think it's just having that having that presence and just really making yourself known and just having that one on one and just talking to them is is really really important yeah yeah and, so. and i and i think you i remember you saying that like uh, they held on to your resume and they said that they would yeah. get back to you if at all something better or something along those lines opened up yeah. in the future, right? And so the assistant director, she was so sweet. You know, we had like a little chat afterwards and she mm-hmm. asked me like, oh, how did it go? And I'm like, I'm not yeah. too sure. I feel like it, yeah. it, it was cut a little bit short just because yeah. the other candidate came up. Yeah. But she's like, you know, sometimes some of the shorter interviews are one of the best ones. Yeah. And we, we had that really good connection and I had a really, really good conversation with her mm-hmm. and so she remembered me. And yeah. so when I thanked her for the opportunity to like meet, meet with, with her him. and Kenny, yeah. she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hang on to your resume because mm-hmm. you were quote unquote, you were such a gem and yeah. I hope you understand, but we just need someone with a little bit more experience. Yeah. But I hope that we can hang on to your resume and in, in hope that if there's a position that you would fit perfectly in, we would give that to you. So yeah. I think that's still really key. So yeah. yeah. And I think it was a really good learning experience. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, a lot of, a lot of people feel very not dejected, but like feel a little bit sad after not, not hearing back from a job that they mm-hmm. really, really were excited about or really cared about. But like, it happens to all of us. It happens to everyone. Yeah. And like, I feel I mean, yeah, I was pretty bummed for that yeah. single day, but mm-hmm. I was like, w- how can I make the most of this? Yeah. You know, like I can be bummed for only so long, yeah. but then what I choose to do with it afterwards or how I sort of come up through the yeah. surface mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. downfall, I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, is, is really important. So yeah. I think, you know, just using that as a learning experience and a learning curve and then just sort of pushing myself forward. Yeah. And using that as experience, I think that's yeah. that's really great. There's nothing else that you can really take away from mm-hmm. from that except that, right? Yeah. And you know, going going in my direction, like I've had a completely vastly different experience. I've mm-hmm. worked in a different field altogether. Yeah. Although I think we both started in like a similar place, and I just kind of tangented in a different way. Mm-hmm. So Annika and I. As some of you know, we worked at a multimedia, multimedia entertainment firm. company. Yeah, we yeah. do like arts of different kinds, like from production to like brand branding. management. Yeah. yeah. And so there, there are a lot of different moving parts there. And that's where, you know, I kind of started out. I started working there when I was in, in college. Mm-hmm. Right. And then after that, I, you know, I remember, I actually remember going in for the job interview for that. And I remember being so excited because it was like my first big girl job, like, you know, out, <laughs> yeah. out, out of college or like in college still. And I was looking for something part time that gave me the ab- ability to, you know, really grow in a direction that I really wanted to grow in. Mm-hmm. And so I went in for the interview and it was supposed to be uh, one of our manager's assistants. 
mm-hmm. I was really nervous because I couldn't read the person that was interviewing us at the time. And it, it was just one of those things because sometimes you go in and you're really excited and you can't tell what they're thinking and you like yeah. overthink yourself. <laughs> I had that first interview and then I got interviewed again mm-hmm. with one other person. And then it was like a week and I didn't hear back from them. And I was kind of nervous because I, I, was like, I was like, oh man, you guys are playing hard to get. Like, the anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get an email saying like, hey, we actually filled that position that we hired you for. That was like the first line of the email. And I was just like, oh, my heart. And they're like, however, we think you're so awesome that we want to actually make a position for you here. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. So so when they they hired me, they had actually filled the position for which they were interviewing for. And they really, really liked my presence and my motivation. So they actually made a position for me. And that's how I ended up doing finance, Mm -hmm. um, working at our at our current company. company. Yeah, Yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. And then so that's how it kind of started off. But then, you know, as I as I graduated from university, I was kind of struggling Um, to not necessarily struggling but I wasn't really sure in which what direction I wanted to go in Mm -hmm. so my first job outside of university after I graduated was working as a receptionist Mm -hmm. at like one of those international colleges downtown right I remember that and so I worked there for about three months and then I got fired (laughs) from there Um, Which sucks. Getting fired sucks in general. It's just one of those things where it's like, it's it's a learning experience. It really is. And like, you know, it was like just at my probation time. It was just like one of those things. And then at the same time, it was really a struggle because I was I was going through a lot of shit in general. And then on top of that, I started working there in August. Mm-hmm. August end, I moved out of my place into a new place. Mm-hmm. And then come November, I got fired. And I was in a position where I had to move out of the place that I was in. Mm-hmm. So I had no job and I had to move. <laughs> and yeah. it was it was so hard. That's painful. It was, it was so hard. And like I... I wasn't like panicked. I wasn't too panicked. I was stressed, but like I was, I was like, oh my God, I need to find a place. I need to move. And I wasn't in a position where I felt like I could ask my parents for help. Mm -hmm. Um, Not because I didn't want to ask my parents for help. It's just, I wanted to manage the shit myself. Yeah. And I'm very stubborn when it comes to stuff like that because I love my parents, but I'm, I'm a grown up and I want to be able to be in control of my life. Mm-hmm. And so it was really important to me that I was able to manage that. Yeah. So then I literally in November after I had been let go, I went, I spent an entire day crying in bed and I was like, devastated and I was on the phone with my dad crying like on the phone on the bus on I my would way be home. too yeah and my dad's like hey it happens to all of us like it's fine don't worry and so I go in and then as soon as I get home I spend all day in bed like crying then the next day I immediately start looking for jobs mm-hmm. because it's really it's a numbers game it really is a numbers mm-hmm. game at that point because I'm desperate and I'm also looking for work yeah right so I keep looking, 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 and in two weeks, I find a job. Mm-hmm. And so I go in for the interview. I do really well. They really like me, um, and I get hired for the job. And so mm-hmm. I ended up working there. I was very, like, 
very meticulous about the way that I was doing things. However, that didn't end up working out either because I got let go one day before my probation ended. (laughs) So to recap, I got fired once and then I got fired again in the span of six months. (laughs) That was horrifying. Yeah. That was the absolute worst. And I... I didn't know. I was like beside myself. I was like, how could this happen again? I have a great work ethic. I genuinely care and I try really hard, but this happened like yet again. Yeah. Right. And so after that, I just was like, okay, I, I don't have time to think about this because this happened in like March. Yeah. Right. Um, or like, yeah, March ish. Mm -hmm. And so May, I was supposed to go off to India. And I remember that. I had one month where I could basically have no money. So I applied for EI, which is employment insurance, Mm -hmm. um, so that I could have some income coming in while I was trying to figure my stuff out. Yeah. And so my dad was just like, hey, just go to India, come back, and then you can figure it out when you come back. Just take Mm -hmm. a break. Right. And so me being me, I did not take a break. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Um, and so I went, um, I went to our company mm-hmm. and I was just like, hey, I really need some help here. Like mm-hmm. I need some support from you guys. Yeah. Can you give me some more hours, like something so mm-hmm. that I can figure something out in the meantime and then we can go from there. Yeah. And so, you know, we we put that together and something happened and then I ended up still going to interviews and taking interviews. And then that's when I got the call for the job that I have right now. Mm -hmm. And so when I was on the phone interview with them, I told them, Hey, just so you know, like I communicated very clearly, Mm -hmm. I am very interested in this job. However, I'm going to be leaving for India in May for like three weeks because I planned this way far in advance. We booked the tickets and it's quite expensive to go out there. So you know, I hope that you'll still consider hiring me, even though I'm going to be leaving for a month. And they're like, oh, no problem. (laughs) And then I got the job Mm -hmm. right after my second interview, like right on the spot. I signed my paperwork and I worked for a month and then I left, went to India, came back and I've been working there ever since. Yeah. And when I tell you it gets better, it straight up does get better because I was making basically minimum wage in salary when I worked as a receptionist Mm -hmm. and I make almost double that now. You got to bounce back. I like, you definitely bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're feeling like down in the dumps, I'll tell you right now that it's not going to be that way for very long. You have to be very determined and you can't let life kick you down. Yeah. You just can't because I had a moment where I was talking to myself mm-hmm. and I and I said, hey, you have two options. You can give up and you can go back home and you can do what your parents want you to do and go back to school or do something. But that's not what you want. That's, not, that's, not, that's not what I wanted. Where your passions lie. That's That wasn't it at all. But I said, you can either give up mm-hmm. and go back home. Or keep trying. Or keep trying even though it sucks right now. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to die trying. (laughs) So, you know, it it sucked. It sucked for a very long time. But I was able to get through it. And now I have a great job that is, you know, it it helps. And it it happens to everyone. Getting fired happens to everyone. 
going not getting the job happens to everyone exactly. getting fired happens to everyone yeah like it's the circle of life it really it is. really is it sucks but i think you just need to like forge forward and like use those ex- as experiences and just sort of like take it on to the next experience and yeah. i finally got a job where people treat me well and i'm appreciated right yeah not saying that our company didn't do the same i i needed something more full-time because yeah. i work part-time there and it was just one of those things where I couldn't, I couldn't sustain myself just working mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, and I needed more, more support. More hours. And yeah. yeah. That's fair. I think that's a good segue into our next and final item, I think, yeah. which is what, what we should look for in companies mm-hmm. and company culture. I think that not a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking about what they want from the place that they work mm-hmm. in. I think that that's a huge mistake on a lot of our parts. Yeah. I think as a new grad, we're very desperate to like mm-hmm. please and, you know, get the get yeah. the job right after college. But like, man, if the job sucks or the people suck, it fucking sucks. Going in there at nine yeah. to five every single day and yeah. like having to deal with that. Like, that's not what you want. Exactly. So I think it's so crucial to find a job that has exactly what you want and mm-hmm. what you what you're looking for exactly and like it's it's i wouldn't say this is a small thing but even like things like health benefits are yeah. so important and mm-hmm. like our current job has that and it's yeah. just you know i had to have an eye test recently and it yeah. just it helps so much yeah but i think also just understanding the work environment and work culture yeah is really important so just a few things to keep in mind i don't know i don't know about you annika but like for me it's really important that I have a really lighthearted workplace mm-hmm. that I have people that I can have fun with and I can yeah. actually have a conversation with. You know, a lot of the places that I've worked at, they've kind of been against the grain in the sense that they've like kind of shunned corporate culture, the seriousness mm-hmm. of corporate culture, and they've kind of focused on making it a fun, like fun corporate culture, yeah. like fun workplace. Yeah. Um, literally, my my workplace right now, every year we get an award for being a great place to work because like th- that's something that we strive to do as a company. Oh, nice. And so, you know, making sure all of the employees are happy and that they feel secure and safe mm-hmm. and, you know, welcome at work mm-hmm. is really important. And I think that I think that a lot of a lot of these young people should not should be looking for work that they feel like they will actually fit into. Mm -hmm. At first I was a little concerned because I was the youngest person at my office, Mm -hmm. but I still, I still managed to like have a good rapport with the people that I work with. That's really good. And that's really important. I mean, I bet you feel more so at our, uh, at our workplace, right? I think it's a little bit different, but just because there isn't a lot of ages in there, just because our, you know, our workplace, there's a lot of people around our same, the same Mm -hmm. age as us. Mm -hmm. It's from like, you know, early, early thirties, older twenties and mid twenties. So I think in that aspect, it's just, it's, it's easier to get a better rapport of people just because you're, I don't know. You can understand them a little bit better. It's not like people are 60 years old or 50 years old and in other corporate companies. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit more laid back for us as well. And you're, you're, yeah, everyone's pretty much around the same age and very, very much more relaxed, I think. Very relaxed. Yeah. 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 But I think a good way to sort of, sort of eyeball or take a peek at the company's culture and work environment is definitely like going through, was it Glassdoor and Indeed? And yeah. looking at the reviews, I found that totally. like really interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I n- now anytime that I interview or if at all I interview with any place, I mm-hmm. always 
almost always look at Glassdoor or yeah. Indeed because people will really go off on there. <laughs> <laughs> They'll like really say how they feel. Yeah, and like bring on the popcorn. Yeah, for like some of you're these. just like sitting there reading these some intense ass reviews. It's harsh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think it's also, there's also a tab that also shows the the benefits and other items on there. Mm. So I think it's just a, it's just a good way to like take a peek at yeah. what they've got Do your research. Do your research oh, for yeah. the company that you work for. Yeah. Or the one that you're interested in working for, that you receive an offer from, yeah. because they could, you know, when you're first in the workplace, when you're younger, you can be very naive because that's what we were, yeah. right? And it's very easy to take advantage of people that are newer to the workforce because they're they're so eager to start working and finding mm-hmm. a job. It's really important to look into your company, yeah, and really see whether or not they they are going to treat you the way that you want to be treated or mm-hmm. that you feel secure there or yeah. you get paid the way that you want to yeah. or whatever. I think it's that respect in work environments and such as well. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening into this week's episode. Yeah, don't forget to uh, don't forget <laughs> to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> Apple and Google Podcasts. Play. Apple Podcasts, as I wrote here. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so, so much for our support. We've received over 100 followers on instagram which so is super awesome which is crazy yeah we're so flattered and so humbled so thank you so much yeah don't forget to follow us on here shit talk and follow annika on at annick snyberg oh, please don't <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding don't do <laughs> i don't want them seeing my nudies <laughs> my, my Wait, you post nudies <laughs> no i don't want them seeing my beauty um, you can you can like self-promote yourself if you want follow me on rithu jagan if you can spell it you get a gold star <laughs> but thank you so much and thank we'll see so you much. guys next time bye, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.